on ESPN Radio Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, City Ranch Boot Company, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Brazos Landing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. All right, it is Matt Mosley. And we have, uh, we've started a uh, big day. It's already Thursday. We're getting closer. Cam Stewart is on hand. Aaron Sexton, we're going to get very serious today. A very serious sports talk show Woo. that we are. And uh, we're going to rip into some, I mean, that's going to be interesting. Saturday's contest, and we'll talk about the Cougars. Um, is it? Is this a true number two national championship contending team? Oh, or will those the Cougars, Cougars. I thought you were talking about Jody Foster again. Well, that big happened Jody off Foster the fan. year. Oh, she's great. She's great. In fact, yeah. uh, you and Hinckley, just huge, just, uh, huge Foster fans. I'm glad he never – I think he showed up over there at, on campus when she was in, going to Harvard or wherever Yale. Ivy League school she was attending over at Yale. Up, yeah. yeah. I, he I plays shows. You. We could go and see him. No, I appreciate you starting <laughs> us off with some Hinkley jokes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm here for, Matt. <laughs> that's what the people know me as, you know mm. what I mean? The guy who makes the Hinkley jokes. Mm. Yeah, I was hearing very positive comments about you earlier today. Uh, I, I think you'll do your best to undo that. I think in these next do. couple of hours, you, you know, anybody that pays you a compliment, I think it bothers you. No, actually, I think, I think you like a compliment. You're just not, you're not always one to like be out there grandstanding, visiting with people. Sure. You've noted that about me. Them. Yeah. You, oh, really a compliment? No, I think yeah, you, I'm pretty I, bad I, at it. I feel like you've done pretty well when I compliment you. I feel like you, I feel like you take it and then you kind of do like a. People either know how to take them well, or they take them and then do the touchdown spike. And you're kind of one of those. You'll take it and then kind of on top of oh. it, give your pay yourself an additional co- uh, compliment. I, and I, which is fine. It's, Everybody, it's has what that. my therapist tells me to do. So. <laughs> That's right. She says, I think maybe. I need to talk to this person at some point. I think that would help me. Kind of, yes, yes. Okay. Either I mean, either have the individual on the air, or just I would like to talk off air. I would like to come to a session, and I think <laughs> they, I think they allow that. Yeah, yeah. Just like, hey, I want to bring my my mentor Matt. Would that be cool? And then just see what they say. My yeah, my good. Remember friend. the guy I was talking about? The guy who talks about Jody Foster all the time. Can I bring him in? <laughs> Now the reason I had brought up Jody, uh, True Detective has just been renewed for a fifth season. Aaron Sexton, after that horrible second season involving Vince Vaughn, there were good actors. Like I like Vince, and I like uh, Colin Colin, Farrell, whatever his name was, Colin Farrell, and I like uh, Rachel McAdams. I like all those people, and it was just horrible. I mean, it was as bad. It was. 
Anyway, the guy from the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond, I think, was in there. Which I is mean, always a recipe for a good <laughs> drama. Yes, that guy. That guy. A good gritty drama is bringing in Ray Barone's brother. <laughs> what was that guy's name oh, on Everybody Loves know. Raymond? Oh, it was Ray uh, and Tom. Tom? No. no, it was uh, Robert. Yeah, Robert. Officer yeah. Robert Barone of the NYPD. <laughs> now he's just cracking down on sub shops. You know, that was so much better, that show, than, Love that show. than Kevin James, even King of oh, Queens well, yeah, or whatever. Like that was, I know, but the, the, the parents no, were you're, great. You're right, you're right. And they were the, kind of similar. The wife similar was great. Shows. The put upon wife was great. Uh, like there was not a real bad note in that one. Other than most of those sitcoms, the kids were not good. Like yeah. their kids did find. not bring much. That's to one the of the table. things they did on purpose that that made that show even better was they had kids, but they were really just background. They, it was about yeah. the adults. You saw them, yeah. but they hardly ever spoke. And when they did, it was just really briefly to like further a plot point. Can we like go back and find the last actual good network sitcom? Yeah, a lot of people oh, would yeah. say. No, Everybody Abbott Elementary. Right, there's one right now. There's one right now. There's one oh, right yeah, now. Mosley's a big Abbott Elementary fan. No, that Abbott Elementary's great. So, uh, it could no, be it's great. Right. Yeah. No, it's 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 uh, well. The it's thing, awesome. the problem now is where it's a losing game. Is even if it is good, it's our network sitcoms going to become like part of the cultural zeitgeist. Like they used to be. Well, See, I mean, most of so. us don't sit around and care about any cultural zeitgeist. <laughs> well, that's right. No, you shouldn't. World that no, means. you shouldn't have. I, you shouldn't have that when you're going in to watch a show. You know I'm what I mean? But like yeah. everybody watched. Everybody loves Raymond. I'll be. I'm being totally honest. Except for me, if it was on somewhere, I was at like a bar or a restaurant. I haven't watched any network television show in probably three or four years. All been probably, cable shows like, or YouTube or streaming services. Obviously, The Office was great. Parks and Rec was great. Um, and Big then, Bang had its moments, ugh. but it, it got bad the last couple of seasons. Which like, one? Big Bang Theory. It got oh, okay. really bad the last Terrible two or yeah, three. I never seasons. got into that. Terrible never got show. into that. But um, yeah, I, I feel like we've lost our dramas too. There's nothing, yes. you know. Early on, but when I was getting out of Baylor, ER had started at some point in there, and that was a big-time drama. That was must-see NBC TV, and Cam, a guy like you, has sampled it at least because you you ER. kind of love, you know, kind of having a depth of knowledge even a couple of decades before you. So you've obviously sampled ER over Massive the years. Massive show. Yeah, I used to watch it on, that, on reruns, yeah. Clooney. But like you know, that produced Clooney, yeah. and uh, although can y'all name the other the other drama that Clooney was on pre ER? Was it another? Uh, was what? it another medical drama? No. Okay. They have he, a bunch of like the eighties that kind of ran together for me. You know, he was kind of out there struggling around, and he got on. I think he was on something called Sisters. Uh, he had a, I remember he was on uh, Facts of Life at a very young age. Yes. He had a, a like a two or three yes. episode arc on that. But we don't, you're right, we don't have that number of ones that we all watch, like Growing Pains, Give Me a Break, 
Like all that, all that Even stuff. Even like outside of the network, like that stuff the Sopranos up. too, right? Like that's outside well, yeah, of the network. yeah, but that's not a yeah. I don't think of that. That's certainly not a network. Uh, I'm thinking of any. I mean, even the Office. Fo- Fox came along and started hitting us. I mean, they obviously grabbed a whole generation with The Simpsons, and then along the way, they would come up with other stuff. Like I would say, like one that I didn't really watch that much is probably pretty funny. Is that Brooklyn Nine? Love whatever, that show. Brooklyn, I, that was really I think that's probably funny. Heard good things about it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I grew up on, and Aaron did too. Carter Country, just random weirdness like that. Like um, I was watching um, uh, Good Times. I was watching a show called Two Two Seven, and I was. Um, and then, and then uh, what's happening? Like, I, I just was, you know, a white kid in Kaufman County, Texas, was fascinated with African-American culture. Like, er- every one of those shows, the Jeffersons, like, those were, that was all my favorite. Those were all my I favorite. I used to watch TV In Living shows. Color on reruns as a kid. Yes. People yes. were like, I how just do saw you know a, a throwback to, you know, well, so many greats came from In Living Color. I think we've already talked about the show, weirdly enough. I don't. You know, I think you were talking about somebody else, but I think Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like, I wonder if he got rejected by SNL. It's always interesting, like, who probably, you would have thought he tried SNL. <laughs> Wait, is that Carter Country? No, that's what's happening. That's what's One happening. One of my okay. favorite shows growing is up, it too. It's the very end of the show reruns trying to run and catch up and get in the back of that truck yes, right great great uh, ending credit sequence they, you they had who was the great denise was the cut down artist so that was that was uh that was who was denise's that was roger's little sister roger's little sister was denise and then they 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 hung out at rob's place which was a diner and then Shirley was running that place, or Shirley was like the main hostess uh, waitress. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, like Aaron and I came up even at the tail end of we caught Brady Brunch as kids. I mean, like, and I, I was just all that stuff. And then we caught the tail end. Of, then we started watching reruns because when we were kids, we were watching reruns of Leave It to Beaver and all that. The Munsters. Um, uh, Gomer Pyle show, um, anything we could get our head. But and then of course as kids, Banana Splits. You watched that, didn't you, Aaron? Oh, of course. Like the okay, one of my all-time favorite shows. Na 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 na. Then they made that terrible slasher movie with the using the Banana Splits IP. Splits. Terrible. (laughs) All those good memories, and they make a horror movie. They were trying to make a quick buck. They were. But they would would break away from uh, Banana Splits and go to a show called Treasure Island, and it was like a little serial drama that would show up in the middle of Banana Splits, and then, of course, when you got home from school, it was Sigmund and the Sea Monster, Land of the Lost, and all that stuff, and H.R. Puffin stuff. Which, for some reason, I was fascinated with that show. I think every, I, looking back, everybody who made that show had to be on drugs, <laughs> right? There was no, there was no rhyme or reason. Now that's one you ought to go back and watch, Cam, just to kind of see, because that kind of which speaks one is to 
the weirdness of what we were all growing up on. Um, H.R. Puffin stuff. H.R. Puffin stuff. Yeah. And, and, and there was like a witch. There was a witch involved. Yeah, that was some good. That was some good stuff. And same crew, kinda, same yeah. crew that created Fraggle Rock, which is also a drug-induced nightmare. Yeah. If you watch it now. Because <laughs> that, that was on HBO somehow, I think, Fraggle yes. Rock. But, see, then I, I didn't really, wasn't allowed to watch any of that HBO stuff. But then the Giggle Snort Hotel was on something. You know, that was like, that was a step beyond, it was just, it was like beyond Mr. Rogers, but just utter silliness. All right, it is the, this is a sports show, the Matt Mosley <laughs> show. You've got With everyone Cam hooked Stewart. now. We'll do the sports. And Aaron Sexton, I can't believe, I keep seeing this. It doesn't even look right. I, it's going to be a weird morning game. Oh, by the way, I always love it when I start seeing these spring training games pop into my feed. Like, because I'm a lifelong Pirates fan, like, p- the Pirates are playing somebody today. Like, that that kind of stuff gets we, me excited. Wait a minute. Can we... Hit pause we on should that. do. We Can should we get an we, explanation. What we should have done is put together, and we—I guess it's not too late. We, the Rangers are the world champions. We should have put a spring break trip together, and gotten a bunch of sponsors and gone out uh, there because that is—that's as good. I did that for like I don't know twelve straight years. Uh, that is as good as it gets. Spring training with the Rangers. Rangers and Royals are in surprise. Can you tell me That's why you're what, a Pirates fan? I'm hung up on this. I fell in as a, you know, like a lot of things, you fall in love with teams as a kid. And so when I was six years old, the We Are Family team came out. Uh, we Are Family team, and that's uh, Stargell, Marino, Madlock. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dave Parker. Uh, Dave Parker was on that team, and, and he, was, he was greatness. To Colvey. Uh, they actually, I was a Baylor former Baylor player on one of those teams, Lee Tunnell. But as a kid, they had different caps than everybody else. They had a cap with the with the piping around it, and it was like a railroad type cap. And so I think I fell in love with that and those just unbelievable characters on that We Are Family team. Because um, Stargell was one of the great characters of all team all time, and then they had you know they just I liked. Tanner, I just like I liked everything. I like which was their manager Chuck Tanner, mm-hmm. just everything about that team. Right, uh, that and good. at that age, we had started collecting baseball cards, huge. And you just you know that's how you that's how that was your entree into everything. Um, and I yeah, that, that, those were uh, that was the deal. Baseball cards were everything at that at that point from age six. Until I was probably, you know, 12 or 13. 35. And that's oh. Donruss and Tops. And what's that? I thought you were going to say from age 6 till 35. <laughs> till a I few could, weeks ago. I I could have gotten back into it. Like if I, you know, if I had a... was a big thing a couple years ago. During the Baseball pandemic. Baseball cards? Yeah. People got, oh, got going again? Yeah. Oh, I made wow. a visit over to Bankston from Waco to do a story about it. Oh, when you were doing like uh, TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that place is uh, <clears throat> they've advertised with us in the past and they are uh, we're big. We've done shows from out there. 
That's that's a really cool store oh, out there amazing. at Bankston's. Yeah. In fact, that's in that, Aaron, isn't that the Southgate Mall? Is that mm-hmm. what we call that right off Valley Mills? Let's get that's them where, I, for years, that's where I got my haircut. That was Gene and Joe and the whole gang. Let's get them back, see if I can get one Southgate of those. Barbershop. One of them Ted Williams autographed baseballs. Well, that since you know how to talk the talk, you should go over there and get them back on with us. Do I know how to talk Brent, the talk? Brent's the guy that runs it over there, owns it, runs it. I mean, he's, he's a good friend of the show. Yeah. Yeah, you can talk the talk. You can get over there and do that. But what I started to bring up is I, I find it this 11 a.m. start Saturday is just w- weird to me. I, I don't know. I mean, I, and those tickets are, I mean, everybody's in a, in a full uh, lather over this thing. I mean, it's like the students, I think they're going to try to get the students and let them have some of those standing room only tickets because they usually keep hold some of those back. I think I've, I haven't really paid much attention, but I think Cameron, where we sit, the media area, mm-hmm. I think there's a standing room area right back behind us. There is. Now, Cam, when you go as a fan, where do you normally sit in the uh, in the new Foster Pavilion? Do you like the? Are you in that first section, kind of near where all the students are? Or are you up in that next section behind them? Uh, so I'm in the like the section behind where I actually am. I can look and see the benches in the student section. So I'm in one of those corner ones, the, okay. one of Bryce Cherry's favorites, where it does actually get really loud from the PA, <laughs> like really loud. I, I, I don't want I don't want to stake my reputation by agreeing with Bryce on that one, but yeah. it's not that you- loud. You think the but the, I sat in the middle and it's it's it is noticeably not quite better. As bad. Yeah. Are the students? What are they going to do with L.J. Cryer? Ooh. I just. I hope it's not as bad as the pop. Like I less vicious, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, the pop Isaacs. Boy, somebody we had on came strong in Pop's defense. I think that was Fran Fraschilla. Said, we don't know all the facts, and he, he was very down on the Baylor group for that. I I think if it got really ugly and they were cussing him, like like F-bomb type stuff mm-hmm. on LJ, I, I wonder if Scott would get on the mic. Grab the mic, yeah, probably. He grabs the mic occasionally to address the crowd. I think he's even done a post-game prayer before over the mic. Would Scott grab it to settle down the crowd if things got a little ugly? And can things get ugly at Baylor? I. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it can, can get, but I, I, I doubt it. I, I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean it's going to boo, and that's it. If Yeah, if you made me pick between Waco and Lubbock, which one's going to get ugly, I'm, I'm not <laughs> yeah. picking Baylor. But, I mean, yeah. I guess it can. I, I don't know. Well, and I it's just 11 wonder how hard. They're not drinking all day. I wonder how tough they're going to be on our man LJ. It's just, um, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, and like, I I still kind of, I still like LJ. I mean, I'm, I was, I hate that he left, but I find myself, I mean, when that dude's, play, you know, when they're not playing Baylor, I mean, that, 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 I mean, I'm not rooting for him to have poor shooting games, which he did the last game out, but didn't, you know, they were able to get a, overcome it. He was two for 10. Let's dig in to 
Houston and and then college basketball in general. Are there is it parody right now or is it are there are there like five teams that are just above everybody else? Let's take a peek as number two Houston gets ready to roll into town. That is next. Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman. It's a top 25 matchup in Big 12 women's basketball Saturday as Baylor visits West Virginia. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Tune into Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM. Stock number 141, State 2. It's Richard Carr's 25th anniversary sale. Work hard and play hard in a GMC Sierra from Richard Carr. Sierra is the truck for those who demand the best. During Richard Carr's 25th anniversary sale, save $10,000 on a 2024 GMC Sierra. Plus, qualified buyers get 1.9% financing for 72 months at no payments for 90 days on select Sierras in stock. Call now, get here now, or log on now and get big anniversary savings on your new GMC Sierra today. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. At City Ranch Boot Company, customers have the option to buy off the shelves or design a one-of-a-kind custom-made boot with your preferred logo. City Ranch Boot Company's inventory includes boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' purses. Owner Jay Kelly was a Baylor football letterman in the 1980s. He's a longtime importer of exotic leather and has plenty of ostrich, elephant, crocodile, python, and hippo leather from which to choose. His wife and four of his five children attended Baylor University. City Ranch Boot Company, just around the corner from Hellberg Barbecue on Highway 185 between Crawford and China Spring. Call 254-855-7225 at cityranchboot.com and Facebook. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. King of the Road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated member SIPC and NYSC. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine. 
made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Oh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Cam Stewart. He has been locked and loaded today. Aaron Sexton doing his thing, producing, directing. We have a big-time guest coming up. At 4 o'clock today, the newest sprint coach and hurdles coach for the U.S. Olympic team, Michael Ford, who also happens to be the the head Baylor track and field coach. Cam, I mean, as a Baylor, as Baylor folks, as Baylor grads, I mean, I I take tremendous pride in this. The Olympian I mean, he was like a national champion relay guy back in the day, 1995 and 96. But to have this kind of impact and to get this, I mean, this is this is pretty, I mean, this made me kind of, and, and again, I just thought, hey, we need Michael on today. So, Cam, are you able to put on your track and field hat? And do you, do well, you have any knowledge in that area? Well, knowledge is a stretch. Am I able to put on that hat? Yeah, I mean, I'm literally, Aaron can attest to this, I am wearing a USA jersey today. I won't mention which one and what today's date and the anniversary is, but I am wearing a Team USA, I'm repping Team USA today. And I think, Matt, for for your kind of Baylor folks, Baylor folks around your age, not that they don't do well in track now, but back then, like, every Olympics, there was... A, a heavy Baylor flavor, and specifically in the mid to late '90s, with of course Michael Johnson, the greatest of all time. Like this is this is where Baylor's supposed to be. It's quarter miler, you for a reason. Yeah, and don't forget the great Jeremy Warner. Absolutely. Whoa, who's now Whoa. up in your neck of the woods coaching? Yeah, I mean, you talk about pretty impressive when a private school can just go hire. Um, what is that thing called? Liberty Argyle Liberty Christian Argyle yeah. Liberty. Whoa, a Hall of Famer and a gold Whitten medalist. In his yeah. group, yeah, <laughs> Jason Witten coaches the football team. War- Warner, I think they have somebody else. I mean, like some un- unbelievable person as well. Yeah, That'll I think Dirk cool. coaches the basketball team. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Dirk. They got Dirk Nowitzki out yeah. there. But that's uh, that's a pretty good opportunity, huh? You're a yeah. high school kid up there. Oh yeah. And you've got one of the greatest sprinters of all time. Waco's from, uh, own Will London, by the way. Still, he was an alternate on the Olympic team last time. Talked to Clyde Hart about him, the great Clyde Hart, who turned 90 a couple weeks ago, still kicking here in Waco. So, still a, a good, heavy Waco Baylor flavor. Yeah. 
in, yeah, that, I, in that USA track and field program. I love it. And we're going to, Michael, we'll have a great visit with him. Um, looking at this Houston team coming into Waco Saturday morning, I, they're going to get in there. They're going to try to get to know the, uh, the new pavilion. And they probably have, they've got, I don't know if he's the best player. He's the best leader. Shed is just a, he's just a in your face, get on my back. I'm going to take, I'm going to get you there. He's the closest thing the conference has had to Davion Mitchell. Jared had a little, Jared Butler certainly had a little bit of that in him, but Davion was just kind of junkyard dog. Follow me. I'll go get this thing done for you. Shed has some of that. And, uh, and they come in and yet I don't know. I still don't know what to make of number two Houston. They early in the year, they struggled a bit on the road. They were really not in that game at Kansas. And I think, I think Baylor's going to beat them. I mean, I really do. This is, I, but you really are great, not bought into Houston. Me? Yeah. I think you've only yeah. watched the Kansas game sometimes. No, no, no. I, Aaron will tell you the respect level is huge. I, I just, I don't understand. They have like, they, they, and I love Roberts. I love, but he's kind of their fourth scorer and Sharp is their X factor. It's just, it's a team that if Cryer is not hitting and he is a great shooter, but if he's not hitting and then, and then Shed suddenly has to step up and score a bunch, I just don't. I know. I, I think they could win it all. Maybe they could win it all. But I've just had a hard time throwing my lot in with the Houston Cougars, and I think the Bears will take them down. I they do not feel like a team ready to win a national title. And I, if you and Aaron are ready to tell me I'm totally wrong, please tell me. I, I mean, I, I just don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, like I love their length. I love. I love a lot of things about them. They bring. They bring no scoring off the bench. And some of these teams do bring scorers off the bench. And they only have three true scoring dudes, and the third one is hit or miss. Yet they play such suffocating defense right. that they scare me to death. I mean, so I don't want it. It sounds like I'm, I'm – but I just don't – they do not strike me as a team that's about – if they beat Baylor, they're going to be number one in the country. And I don't – and I don't know why, but I can't I – can't, I'm having trouble buying them as a true number one in the country. Maybe because, like, when they have been in the past, like what, Aaron, last season, they didn't get it done in the tournament. Well, a lot of teams don't get it done in the tournament. But Houston has made – under Sampson, how many Final Fours have they made? I believe they just got the to one. The, just the one against Baylor. But they, now they got to an Elite Eight, didn't they? Two. Uh, including last year, that. by the way. <laughs> Let's not act like it was a bad season. Yeah, back to back. Oh, no, no. Not a bad season at all. I'm just saying at one point they were number one in the country. Um, they did not end up getting to the Final Four. By the way, so number, at least uh, three tournament wins in the last three years. Each of the last three years. If what I'm doing my math that? right, right? If it's back-to-back Elite Eights and a Final Four before that. That's a pretty good They had back-to-back back Elite Eights. And I think it's five straight Sweet 16s. 
Well, which something Baylor hasn't gotten back to since winning. No, the championship. no, and and Aaron will tell you. I mean that that the the one that fascinates me is Gonzaga's eight straight Sweet Sixteens. I think that's one of the most underreported yeah. and underappreciated things in all of college basketball. So if you're telling me Houston has now been to three, five straight, all right, we got to double check that one. But if they have been to five straight Sweet Sixteens, that is unreal. And by the that way, really, I, I mean, to get yeah. back to this Houston team, because I think yeah, yeah. I think you make some fair points there, Matt. I'm not saying your points are wrong, but it seems like the way you're selling this, you're like, nah, this team they can't get there. And the way I'm trying to simplistically look at it, because I remember that 21 team, I actually watched them a lot in that tournament before they played Baylor, and uh, <laughs> that was just a demolition against Baylor. Yeah, um, yeah, they were not equipped to handle that Baylor team. So I think this team is. Very similar to that team with a shooter that they didn't have in LJ Cryer. Like Sasser was a really good player, a good two-way player, better two-way player than LJ Cryer for sure. But you have that that dog mentality defensively plus more quality on offense than they have had really under Kelvin Sampson. I mean, they're just it's underselling just to say that they're a great defense. Oh, I think they're their eight offense points has been better, better than the next one. The next I one think the their team. offense has been better than this offense. I definitely yeah. think that. I, I think in the I'm saying in the past, this this team this team may be defensively. There may be metrics to say this is one of the best. I mean, they're they're. I, but again, the, the re, if they are going to make it all the way, it's because people were overdoing it with Purdue and UConn and some of these other teams. That like I think even two weeks ago. You guys will remember this. They were just saying, like, hey, it's Purdue and UConn and everybody else. UConn goes on the road where apparently they never beat, you know, good teams, ranked top teams. 20, yeah. And they get beat by 20 by a Creighton team that's coached by, you know, McBucket's dad. All right? I Look, mean, Creighton, great program, special, great team last year, as we all remember. Oh, yeah. So, Tremendous. Great team. That yeah, knocked out the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. It's – well, first off, with Purdue, I mean, I, I can't sit here and say I've watched every Purdue game this year, but they have earned their reputation. And that reputation is, I'll believe it when I freaking see it. Because, I mean, nobody, no team, no program has done less with more the last four or five years than, than Matt Painter's Purdue teams, right? I yeah. mean, they lost to a 16 seed last year. Well, and they okay. and they brought the, the, kid, the big kid Edie back and... They look right. really good again, but they, that, who knows? that coach, that coach, there's always major shrinkage in the tournament. I mean, yeah. I, how many okay, times yeah. has it happened over and over? I mean, uh, to, to that to that coach in that program, I guess. I guess this is what I think of this UH. Uh, go back to this Houston team. I I only think they have <laughs> like who can go get his own shot on that team. Like that's the one thing Baylor has. Baylor now, Baylor does not have. You know what they're missing is a big time pure shooter. I'm not saying Baylor. People say, "Map, the Baylor's got they're good three point shooting team." I know what the percentages say. They do not have an elite shooter on this team. Yeah, who do you draw up? Bridges is the closest thing. Bridges is the closest thing you have. None has had great moments lately. Crier is what they are missing. 
Like, and it's weird that he was here because they do not have anybody that shoots like Cryer. And everybody, every Baylor coach that's hearing me talk right now would be nodding their head. Like, they know that's true because he is a knockdown, unbelievable. But he's not great at going and finding his own shot if he has to. Shed is, all right. I There's not another player on that team. Sharp is an okay scorer. He, again, is a true X factor because at times he hits threes. He's He's got great length, but he is – I'm not – you can't go like, well, we need 20 from Sharp tonight, or we're going to have 15 from Sharp. You can't do that every game. And Shed is more of a distributor than a scorer. So I ask you, like, who is the scorer on that team? I mean, they, they, don't, they just don't have a pure – like, Baylor has – Three or four dudes that can ha- can go off for 20 to 25 points. They have two dudes that can do that, but they're, but it, but that's a lot of pressure on them. It's a lot of pressure on Shed and Cryer. So I don't know. I mean, if, they, if they're able to pull it off this year and win it all, it's because they play uncommon defense and also because Shed is the greatest leader like in, in the whole country. Like I can buy that argument, like, and he can give you, you buckets tell, down the stretch. Yes, if you say they're going to do it because Shed won't let them lose, I can almost buy that. But I don't. I I, I could also see them losing in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I think that. I think that's. I'd, I'd be that's where this team yeah. is. I mean, I guess the, the nature of the tournament. You know, with, I think they're one of the few that. Really, the way they put, like, you know, obviously we always talk about the way they play defense. I think that really prevents them from the early upsets. And, you know, it has the last couple of years. And I did look it up. It, uh, Elite eight the last two years and then final four the year before that. That's not bad, man. That's pretty no, that's good. unbelievable. So, okay, yeah. Matt, let me ask you this. Now, um, they'll be, by the way, they've, they're, are they going to be more banged up? Like, you could either make the argument that they're, going to be even more battle-tested going through this conference? Or are they going to be, like, as tired as ever? Because, I mean, there were breaks in that other conference. There are not breaks in this conference. So it'll be interesting to see, like, kind of where Kelvin has this team, where they are physically going into the tournament. I think they'll be fine. I really do. But, like, what was that Baylor team ranked? What was that seeded that lost to UNC in the second round a couple years ago? Huh? That was a one seed. Was that a one seed? Yep, back to back one seed. And but they got in North Carolina was really you know, that was a weird year because there's no way they should have been an eight seed. They they terribly underperformed during the regular season, and then just got hot and started mm-hmm. playing up to the level that they should have been playing all year in the NCAA tournament, which is actually the way you want to do it, but didn't work out great for Baylor. And, and this leads me to my Mosley question here, Matt of. Okay, because I'll hear you out. If you think Houston's going to go out early, okay, um, or that possibility is there. I think I look at the last two matchups for Baylor where they've gotten knocked out in the second round, and you can't use this excuse forever, but North Carolina and Creighton were bad matchups for those teams. I thought the 22 team was a lot better than the 23 team, but they were bad matchups, okay? So what, what, kind of, what style of team do you think is that bad matchup for Houston? Well, any team that can 
also do what they do. And like, like I think Iowa State was a tough matchup because even though they were horrible early in that game, they, they turned it into a rock fight and they stayed with them. That's a tough matchup with any team that can do what Houston does, especially a team that maybe can get out and transition and it, it is a little more gifted offensively than Iowa State. So I, I would say any kind of team that play, and there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of Iowa State's one of the few teams. I just like I can't. I have a hard time thinking positively right now about Baylor because of that BYU performance. I'm it's still too much in my mind. Like I, I hope Houston isn't. I mean, like I think they learned their lesson. But I. But how many times have we said that this season? Like, well. Okay, they jumped all over them because they had 21 turnovers against Kansas. And they're not going to do that again. Okay, they've cleaned up the turnovers. And then they go out on the road against BYU and don't show up on defense. So, I, I, and again, I know we're talking more about Houston than Baylor right now. But I just, um, and I don't, I don't know if, I, I, I don't know, Houston won't, I don't think they'll be in any game where they're like, oh, Houston doesn't have a chance. But, like, I wonder if Houston does have great athleticism and great length. What they don't have, they don't have a Misi. Their length is just jumpers and leapers and skinny dudes, other than Roberts, who's not as long as Misi. So, like, UConn or Edie or any of those teams that come in there, FAU or whoever, San Diego State, will show up with a 7-2 dude. They seemingly all have them. Now, like, I could see that giving Houston a problem because they've got great length. And, again, I love – I know it seems like I'm knocking them, and I guess I am a little bit, but I've just (laughs) had a hard time buying into – like, if they beat Baylor and are number one in the country, I mean, I I don't know. I just – I'm having trouble viewing them as that. I guess you are what your record says and all that kind of stuff. I do love how they've competed and how the Big 12 hasn't worn them down like some people predicted. Like, hey, what will they be able to do in the Big 12? Well, they've been fine. They've been fine. What are their bad games? Did they lose? Who did they lose to? They lost at Fog, and they weren't in that game. They lost early. Um, I think they lost at... TCU, perhaps, or did they pull that game out? They lost at TCU and at Iowa State. Okay. All reasonable losses. Mm -hmm. I kind of got down on them, admittedly, because two of them happened early. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, what's going on with Houston? And are they going to be able to withstand this? And they've been fine. They've they've been fine. I want to see how they function in this this is going to be a tough environment. Uh, I, I hope it is. I With, hope. I, mean, I hope it's. Yeah. And also, I mean, for them, that's something that we haven't talked about yet. I mean, if they win this game, Houston Saturday, that's essentially the Big Twelve title wrapped up. If you look at their schedule, I mean, yeah. anything can happen. Yeah. Sure, but I, I don't. I don't see them losing two more games, and they. Uh, and they're a game up on Iowa State with no tiebreaker there because they each yeah. one won. But I, I could. I, I think they would more or less wrap it up. Uh, this is their last big hurdle. They play Kansas in the last game of the regular season, but it's at home, and they just never lose at home. So, yeah, I, I, and if Baylor wins, though, Baylor's only got one awful game left, and that's in Lubbock. 
yeah, but uh, you got to go to TCU after get beaten up by Houston, no matter if you win that game I or not. I get it, but I do feel like the Frogs, they've had a ton of success in Fort Worth over the years, the Bears have. And that's, I don't, I don't see the Frogs. I don't know. That's a you talk about a team that I they should, should have win more respect game. for. Should win that. that I game. I think they should, but they will probably not be favored. What what road game the rest of the way will they be favored? They probably will not be favored at TCU. Neither. They will not yeah. be favored at Tech. And those are the two. The yeah. other two games are at home: Kansas and Texas. I think the media, by the way, is signing up for these last three games. Media section. I mean, it's it is loaded. It's loaded up. All the stars, and, uh, all the big names. It's just, oh, Mosley, huh? You know, oh, oh. so anyway, I mean, I would I would always hope the ESP in Central Texas, you know, our partnership and everything, that we have uh, plenty of availability, and I, I know that we will. Um, it is uh, time for something we call the NFL Blitz Package that is next. It's the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's, with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us tonight, beginning at 6, live from Rudy's, and hear from acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey and head women's basketball coach Nikki Collins. That's tonight from 6 till 7 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, here on ESPN Central Texas. Your Congressman Pete Sessions here. As a conservative Republican, I am concerned about our country. And I'm asking you to join me and your fellow Republicans by voting in the Republican primary now through March the 5th. Democrats are overrunning Texas and America with open borders. And Democrats' out-of-control spending is killing the American dream. Together, let's send a message to the liberals in Washington. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Hey, Central Texas, the next time you need someone to cater your group meal, remember Hellberg Barbecue. They cater events any size from 10 people to 1,000, from pickups and deliveries to full-service banquets. Barbecue is what Hellberg is famous for, but they can also work with you to create custom menus. High-end events complete with hors d'oeuvres, plated meals, carving stations, and elevated presentations. Each are Hellberg Barbecue specialties. Their catering professionals can create the perfect meal for any event, no matter your budget. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387-8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville and at hellbergbarbecue.com. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. 
But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The next time you need service on your garage door, do yourself a favor and call Precision Garage Door Service. Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service services all brands. They offer same-day service with professionally trained technicians arriving with fully stocked trucks. All calls are answered by a live operator 24-7. All major cards are accepted and financing is available. Serving all of Central Texas, Precision Garage Door Service. You can book your appointment online or call 254-522-9657. Learn more at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, Cam Stewart here, Aaron Sexton. We're doing our thing. You hear the music, you know what it means. Now, a reminder, here at about 4 o'clock, we will hear from uh, Baylor track and field coach Michael Ford. And uh, excited about that. Very excited about that and a huge announcement that went out today involving him. Uh, that'll happen here in about 10 minutes. So, Aaron, what do we have uh, NFL-wise? We'll start with the Chiefs signing punter Matt Ariza, who was dismissed in December from a lawsuit alleging the rape of a 17-year-old girl in 2021. Tommy Townsend, the Chiefs punter in each of the past four seasons, scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent. He was a first-team All-Pro selection in 2022. Ariza was uh, dropped from the filed lawsuit in August of 2022 and agreed to dismiss a defamation suit against Jane Doe, who filed the original suit against him in July of 2023. Yeah, I'd like it to be known, Aaron did say before we went on the air, Trevor Ariza, which made me think of the old Rockets player. You ever Trevor Ariza, Aaron? Played for the Lakers, as as I got the Rockets. I did I get it right on the air? Yeah, you did. You okay, did. good, you good. Did. You yes, scared me. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, if we're going to start like, getting Ariza, on to wow. each other for mistakes off the air, I'm, I'm very worried. <laughs> it just it really altered my, mind, my mindset a, coming into this. He was a uh, pretty good defender, but, may, but also shot the threes. 
Trevor Ariza. Yeah, remember, remember, had a pretty good long career. And then yeah. was he the one that? No, that was that. That was the guy from Switzerland that was in a nightclub and something happened to him. That was another similar type player. I'll tell you, the only guy that was with the Rockets longer than that was uh, Ariza. Was actually a pretty good player. Was that Louis Louis Scola? Remember that? Oh yeah. He was, he was in the NBA for uh, for many years. Now this is interesting. Um, his agent put up on Twitter as Aaron was talking about. We are grateful to Brett Veach, Coach Reed, and the Chiefs organization. Much has been written about this, and they wondered if, like, even though the charges had been dropped, he would ever get to play again. The Chiefs bringing him in, and um, I guess when you win the Super Bowl. Any sort of backlash or like, why would you bring someone accused of this in? You can kind of be the one. And in fact, that makes me think of the Patriots for all those years in a, in a different. I don't want to compare it to this thing, this instance. But the Patriots uh, were always viewed, Cam, as like, well, because they're so great, that locker room can take anybody. Anybody accused of anything. Yeah, Ocho Cinco and Albert Hainsworth in back-to-back days they signed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hainsworth was like this enormous signing for the 100 team million. known Washington. back then as the Redskins. Yeah. And I was covering camp, and I was there every year at that point out in Ashburn, Virginia, and got to meet Albert Hainsworth. You talk about a guy who just showed up, got the, I mean, like, his guaranteed portion of what he ended up with was somewhere around the like 50 or 60 million you know something mm. just kind of crazy especially and, for and them didn't want to be there didn't care was a really good player for the titans but also remembered for stepping on this could be a schmaltz's trivia question here so don't answer this one cam or aaron if you know it Hainsworth was involved in a in a in a stomping. He stomped on somebody with his cleats. Oh, it was that uh, player. Had, don't no, say no, it, don't, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Yeah, we're doing smaltzes here. I'll, I'll give a Thinking hint. No, was it on it? Okay. Was it on the guy's neck? That, it was yes. on his face. Yeah, oh. it's like yeah. I mean, just somehow it was it was God, bad. What a nice guy, Albert Hainsworth. And Hainsworth Ooh, stepped on him with the cleats and. This was a former Cowboys player. Oh, uh, 254 662 1660. That is our text line, and you can text in the answer and win two free Schmaltz sandwiches. And I would hope that people get this one quickly. All right, as we start. Oh, to they get did. The, we already got a win. Oh, oh good. Good. good, good. <laughs> We have a winner. I always like to give these because I'm like, man, there's a bunch of people out there listening. Um, and may, mostly, I think people love the addition of Cam. I think that has brought in at least probably yeah. at least some a couple of people out in China Spring. That is. It. I thought we were going to do a, a hockey trivia question today. Personally, Mosley and I talked on the phone probably like a good 20, 25 minutes. Some hockey talk today. Yeah. Big some day. Big talk. anniversary. Y'all talk about Broke the out. West leading Dallas Stars? Yeah, we did. 
for about, all of about five seconds. I said, uh-huh. yeah, I think Ryan Suter plays for the Stars now. <laughs> he, he does. And he does. He does play yeah. for the first place Dallas. Yeah. His dad. Well, actually, they may not be a, in first place. They've lost two in a row. His late father uh, was part of Miracle on Ice team. So take that, put it in your hat, huh? Hey, uh, real quick, though, guys, we do have this famous track coach calling us in a matter of, like, four minutes. But, Aaron, if you got one more, maybe we have time for one more headline in the NFL Blitz Yes, uh, just real quick, the playing surface at Cincinnati's Pecor Stadium will be replaced in the offseason. It is currently uh, slit film turf and – that has been shown in studies to cause more injuries than any other synthetic surface, so they will be replacing it. Coming into last year, only three teams had this, that surface still. The Vikings and the Colts had already replaced theirs, and the Bengals will do theirs this year and get better turf for their players and hopefully less in. Mm. Any turf story, I always think back to the famous candlestick, the god of sod, the sod father himself. George Tomba. I mean, the man could do wonders with horrible fields, and he would have to do that often at Candlestick. But good, hey, everybody should head this direction with all the injuries we're seeing, and uh, that's good. And, and by the way, this new world, this uh, World Cup coming to AT&T Stadium, that's going to require its own special kind of turf that will be, it's kind of like the Super Bowl turf. I think they may have to, like, ship it in or grow it next to the stadium and then somehow take the turf into the stadium. That's how they had to do it in Vegas. They grew the turf. They, they got the turf and they worked on it outside and then were able somehow to move the turf into the stadium for the Super Bowl. Some good sod talk there. I thought you guys would enjoy that. All right. have done that in we, Arizona for years. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> Sod talk, baby. <laughs> Three, um, we do have the new Olympic sprint coach and hurdles coach joining us, U.S. Olympic coach, next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Attention all car enthusiasts. Get ready for the President's Day sale happening at Allen Samuels in Waco. For a limited time only, drive home in a car of your dreams with unbelievable discounts. Looking for luxury? How about the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit with a whopping $12,500 off MSRP? Or maybe the adventurous spirit of the 2023 Jeep Compass and Renegades, now 10% below MSRP. But wait, there's more. Say big on the rugged 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with savings of $13,000 and an incredible 15% off MSRP on every 2023 Gladiator. Rev up your engines with the 2023 Dodge Charger RT, now $8,000 off MSRP. And a special thank you to our first responders. Enjoy a $500 off your purchase. Hurry in now and take advantage of these unbelievable deals. This inventory won't last long. Visit Alan Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. 
The Brazos Landing is proud to showcase their new upscale bar to Central Texas, the Bourbon Street Bar. Guests are able to savor 93 different labels of bourbons, whiskeys, and scotch. Also, over 110 varieties of wine are featured, in addition to a nice selection of Texas beers. Ask about the new Bourbon Street Bites while enjoying your drink. This menu includes oysters on the half shell, meatball wellington, chicken fried steak sliders, and beer-battered flounder tacos with avocado salsa. Where I-35 and the Brazos River meet, the Brazos Landing, Waco. Morrison's Gifts and would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Delhi. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Find sports news. Streaming and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. All right, it is time to speak with uh, Michael Ford, and uh, big news today. Coach, we're very excited for you. Baylor, uh, Baylor track and field coach Michael Ford is going to be the uh, Team USA men's sprints and hurdles coach. And uh, what an honor. What a huge deal. Well-deserved, I might add. You've coached quite a few Olympians. But uh, this was really fun news. And, uh, man, very excited to hear this. Well, no, thank you. It was definitely a, um, a huge honor. Definitely grateful um, for USA Track and Field and uh, I guess the, their committee, their, their selection committee, to nominate me. Somebody nominated me. Uh, the, the committee voted on it, and then 
some of the athletes on their athlete uh, committee voted on it. And um, I was able to, to win the nomination. And so I'm definitely pleased and honored um, to represent USA and uh, also Baylor University. All right. How did you find out? Do they uh, post it somewhere? Did, they, did you get a phone call and say, hey, you're the – you're the guy. I mean, was it the head, the person who was, has named the head track and field coach for Team USA? Is that the, the person no. who called you? What was that like? Well, they had actually they mentioned it to me this summer. Well, last summer that I may be um, on the uh, on the staff, and mm-hmm. I didn't take I didn't think much of it. Um, and then they started sending me a lot of emails. Hey, you need to do this paperwork. And I started filling out the paperwork. Um, and then literally last night we were talking about it. They're saying, Hey, when are they going to make an announcement? I get an email last night and say, Hey, you, you are officially confirmed to be on the Olympic staff. So you can go ahead and post everything now. So it was, it was actually last night around like 10 o'clock. Oh man. And then the press release, <laughs> you know, you turn it around that gets uh, out there. I mean, and it's got to be such a fun, Michael. Who, when you found that out, like, what was your, who was your first call to? Did you? Did, I mean, you got to, sh- you want to share that news? Obviously, Baylor is very excited to share that news. But I, I bet all the people you've coached over the years, current and former, I, I bet, I bet you've heard from a lot of folks. But what, who, who did you reach out to right away? Well, uh, my first, my first call was to our. Our social media guy and uh, <laughs> Colin said, "Colin, we can go ahead and post it." And he already he already had a picture already lined up, and I sent him the template for it. So he was actually the first person that actually knew officially. Um, and then once he posted this morning, I was at, sitting around breakfast, and someone said, "One of our student athletes said, Coach, uh, so you weren't going to tell us that you were on the on the Olympic staff, huh?'" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" She said, "Well, it's online now." <laughs> It's on Twitter and or X now, I guess they call it. Um, and yeah, so that's how it was. I didn't have any hadn't hadn't called anybody in the family yet or anything like that. But um, I've got a, a lot of um, text messages, a couple of phone calls. Uh, me and Trayvon talked a little bit this morning, like we normally do, and um, he definitely congratulated me. And it'll just be my first time. I've been into a few Olympics as a personal coach, but now. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah, Coach Ford, you, you kind of hit it on it at the end there, but you've you've coached individuals in the Olympics, Jeremy Warner being a notable one, uh, 2004 and 2008 notably. And so now all these years later, uh, you know, you, you've already you've become the head coach at your alma mater. You, you've kind of stuck, obviously stuck around the game. Is it such a different perspective now all these years later that, hey, you're, you're going back to the Olympics and now it's in this very official capacity with the U.S. track and field team. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, when, when I when I think about it, um, I'm very just I'm just really honored by it. I, I know my first Olympics coach Hart, he uh, took me to to Athens with him when he was coaching Jeremy, and so I went with him and got to experience it for the first time ever. Um, and I won that year in '04, and then I was like, you, you know what? I really want to be back at the Olympics, and I came back. Uh, four years later with, with Jeremy and Darrell and Reggie and uh, Sanjay Ayers, who was representing Jamaica. Um, and then and then I didn't go to Olympics until 16 when Trayvon made the team. So um, just to be in that category of being as a personal coach and seeing 
seeing how things are run um, at the Olympic level. It's, it's, it's a good, good feeling, and I'm hoping that some Bears, some Baylor Bears will be on the team. Well, they have a little inside track, don't they now, and uh, so so to speak, and uh, and I bet they will even compete. They always compete hard, but uh, this is going to be a lot of additional work, as if you needed that. But again, it'll be fun. But how do you start? To, I mean, is there is there like a, a an assistant that you're given for something like this? Because as you get closer and closer, and it'll happen in a hurry. I mean, you're going to have a lot on your plate. I'm even thinking about the trials and, you know, as, as people are qualifying. How do, you, how do you kind of prepare for this and just make sure you you got everything kind of uh, timed out like you need? Because you got to give everything to Baylor, but you also are going to have to give everything to this other thing. This is going to be – this will challenge your time management skills, I would think. Oh, definitely. I mean, one of the things I always do every morning is – I give everything up to God and allow him to direct my path and direct my steps as I go. So I think for me is just making sure that uh, first and foremost, Baylor University is taken care of. So any, any of the recruiting that I need to get done um, going into, going into next year, um, a lot of us, I've done a lot of business already this, this, uh, this, this spring already. Um, and then also just relying on my staff to help me out when I'm gone. I actually, had my first um, first call, a uh, Zoom call today with the USA track and field and all the coaches and the, and and the staff today. So I I know when I'm leaving. I know when I'm going to return, and so I have that those times blocked off. The good thing is I think for us is just um, I love my staff. They do a great job. So um, the days that the the weeks that I will be gone, um, I'll still be in contact with them. But I know they can handle it for for a couple of weeks. And obviously this, this program and this school is really intertwined with the Olympics, and you talk about your experiences and going there with Coach Hart as well. Uh, so just how, how important is that part of it for you to not just be Michael Ford at the Olympics, but to be representing Baylor at the Olympics with such a storied history, both individuals and, and obviously with some great teams here as well? Yeah, I, I think they, they're almost, like you just mentioned, they're almost intertwined, I think, that um, – the, the things I've done at Baylor have propelled me to do things for USA track and field. Um, and then also us getting uh, student athletes on any international team, it always helps us. And so I think just being around and, and I'll be honest, I think a lot of times um, the other athletes around the country that we were able to mix with um, at the track meets, we have a good understanding too about each other. So I think just, just being, hey, my, my job as a as a the relay and well being the sprint and hurdle coaches, um, most of those at the Olympic level have their own personal coaches already, and just me helping them as much as I can. If their personal coach can't be there, then I'll step in and help them as much as I can, or I'll reach out to their personal coaches and get information to help their athletes and um, so they can do the best they can at the Olympic Games. Coach Hart will want to have like handoff practices starting tomorrow. You know, even if even if we don't exactly know who will be in it, he'll probably he'll probably want to gather some folks together and just kind of start working on that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you never can you, you never can't do a four by four handoff. <laughs> 
Oh, man. What is that staff like when you start? I was reading about the, the people, the throws, you know, the, 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 you know, the jumps, all of that. What, what's that? Are those just folks that, boy, you've crossed paths with for many years? Are some of those pretty good friends of yours? Will some of these folks be people you're just kind of trying to get to know? What's the makeup of the, of the staff look like on Team USA? Yeah, a lot of them. Um, some of them, I, I, it would be my first time meeting them. Um, I, like I said, I, today was the first call that we had, a Zoom call we had, so I got I got a chance to meet some of them. Um, on the men's staff, I, I've been around most of them um, prior. Some of them, we've been on international teams together already, so um, it's kind of cool that St- Stanley Redwine um, from the University of Kansas, he's the head coach on the men's side, so we're actually at Big 12 today. We start tomorrow, and so we got a chance to speak a little bit, and I'm pretty sure we'll be speaking um, in the near in the near future about about the about the the games, and then also uh, Nick Nick Peterson, he's the jumps coach for the men. Um, I've known Nick. Nick was at uh, was at TCU for a while, and he's done a great job at Florida. He's been at Florida for several years now, and he's and so we we've kept in touch over the years, and we we see each other quite a bit at the national championship. So most of the staff I'm familiar with. A lot of the medical staff is just very similar. Some of the women, the women staff I, I've known already. I've been on teams with them too. So um, yeah, even though we have even though we have a men's team and you know, we have a women's team, we all just want to work well together. So we always say one one team for USA. All right, what are you thinking about this two-meet championship stretch coming up? You headed, you got Lubbock starting tomorrow. Then it's to Boston. That's Cam Stewart, who you were hearing from earlier. That's his birthplace. And that's he's from that area. But that'll that'll be exciting. What do you? What I mean, you got to be excited about these these uh, these meets coming up. And and where is the team? Are you feeling pretty good about things going into this? And and that tech. I mean, they're fast out there. Y'all have done some really nice things at that performance center um, over the years. How do you feel about that venue and, and this uh, the upcoming Big 12 uh, Conference Championships? Yeah, well, Tech does a great job of hosting uh, our conference championship. Uh, the venue, I would say, if I had to rank their venue in the, in the nation, they're definitely top three um, mm. just because the warm-up, the warm-up area is pretty close to the, the main track. They're really uh, fan friendly, athlete friendly, coaches friendly, um, and so we we always enjoy coming here. It's a, not a it's not a um, a far trip for us um, to come from Waco to Lubbock. Um, I think team wise, um, it's going to be different. Um, I think you, you can see it across the board in the Big Twelve and other sports too. Um, there's more teams, of course, and you have to you you're learning new teams in the conference. Um, where, where they're strong at, where they're, where they're not strong at, things like that. So for us, it's kind of, I think, if we hit right on the ladies' side, I think we'll be in the middle of the pack. Um, and then on the men, we'll probably be, I would say, maybe on the bottom, the bottom half of the pack, just because of the numbers, how uh, the cost of Baylor is. Um, we just don't split our scholarship as, as much. And right now, I think for us, is getting, um, performing well here and then, getting some couple more kids qualify for the NCAA championships that are in two weeks in Boston. Coach, have you ever been to Paris? I've been to Paris many, many years ago, probably, man, probably like around 08, 09. So it's been a long time. So I'm pretty sure Paris has changed just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, 
the return. Yeah. They they eagerly await the return. I'm sure. It's a nice place. Yeah, yeah and most we of also it. Have a young lady on our team from France um, too. So I'll, I'll be speaking with her quite a bit, just to kind of maybe get in the layout of Paris um, oh. and learning how to ride the train in the metro over there. So I'm looking forward to talking to her a little bit more. There you go. What's the what's that venue like as as we prepare and you start thinking about what that's going to be like and and uh, I'm I'm sure it's a massive deal but um, what have you kind of looked to see and uh, what's the reputation over there for for where you'll be competing I think that starts on uh, what the third of August is that your first day of sprints yes the track first day will be actually on the second. Technically, okay. it starts on the first, but they have a race a race walk, um, and they, they'll do that outside the venue. But uh, apparently, the, the the venue, from my understanding of this first call, was that they have, uh, I believe, rugby still competing, and so we can't get into the main venue until the first, and so we won't even get to see it like walk. Normally, they'll let you do a walkthrough uh-huh. prior to it, but we won't do our walkthrough until the first. So we'll be using some tracks, some local tracks in the area, um, USA Track and Field. They always do a good job of getting um, a, a, lo- a local track just for USA Track and Field. So we'll have our own um, practice facility until they open up the, the the practice track and the main track. Well, we're very excited for you. This is going to be so much fun. And uh, and then want to see what happens out there in Lubbock, too. That is it Coach Kitley? Is he the – I feel like they've got a bunch of Kitleys on staff there. The offensive <laughs> coordinator in football is a that's Kitley. That, I think that's what, Wes Kitley or something. The, the Kitleys – yeah. And his, yeah, his son. His son is, I believe, the offense coordinator um, for, for football. But, yeah, Wes Kitley's been – he's been here uh, – for many years, and like I said, they have a they have a great staff, great team. Um, I think they have a, a big shot, probably to win the meet on on the men's side. Um, and then you know we will this will be our last, well, second to last championship with the with Texas and Oklahoma. So um, yeah, so we're looking forward to 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 watching them and um, and seeing seeing what they can do. But yeah, this will be our last our last competition with a. Uh, with with Texas and, and OU. You sad to see them go? Glad to see them go? Like, what's a will it be um, a sentimental thing, or is it kind of like a good riddance type feeling? <laughs> um, I would say a little bit of both. I mean, I think I, I think even when when the because uh, I'm I guess because I'm old school and I used to be in the south the Southwest Conference, and so we had Texas, we had A and M, and then. And so losing those schools and then we lost TCU and then it's kind of like everybody's coming back together again. And so then they leave and they come back um, and we kind of just go with the flow. Um, I think the competition is, it's going to be different. I think Texas has always been another sprint school, at least for me, they've been another big sprint school, um, but they've been overall really well. Um, And so losing them, but then you pick up Arizona state next year, you pick up Arizona, you pick up, Colorado, you pick up Utah, um, you got UCF, they have a really good women's team. So um, I think the conference, the the numbers are going to get better, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'll just roll with the punches wherever, as long as we're in the big 12, I'm, I'm fine. Um, we just, we just do what we do and we run fast and throw far and jump high and, and, and that's what we're going to do regardless of where we're at. 
Do you got any football players for Baylor that look like they could do anything for you? Is there anybody running around out there or, or has just shown up on campus that uh, that you could use? Not yet. I'm going to probably watch come, come watch them do go through spring ball, and maybe I'll find somebody okay. over there. But, uh, yeah, me and Coach Randa can talk about that when, when, when it's needed to. But uh, I know uh, we're um, looking forward to watching them do spring ball. Um, and, and finding some diamonds in the rough over there. Who it used to be? What Bruce Davis, Darnell Chase, uh, was John Simpson? Did he sprint? These was this was a little yeah. before you and I were still kind of kids at that point. But yeah, there were some back in the day. Man, those football players could could get after it. You made me start thinking about all those old SWC sprinters. <laughs> where, where did Robot? Did Robot run for SMU? Was that Roy? Uh-huh. Yeah, Roy that, Martin. Yeah, he yeah. I was still in. I, I was still a high schooler in New York, and I heard about when I came down. They kept telling yeah. me about this guy, Robot Martin, and then I was like, I don't know him, but I do know a guy that <laughs> Dallas named Michael Johnson, and so I, <laughs> I did know. I did know about Michael Johnson. So, um, and you, both of them. I mean, Michael, of course, had a great career afterwards. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to. To, to seeing what football players we can get, if possible. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Michael did yeah, all think, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah Michael Johnson, he turned out okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the guy, the Michael we're talking to, could, he could turned flat out, okay. out run. He yeah. was on a national championship winner himself uh, several times over. But, yeah. Cannon, who is that? That was Can- All those Dallas yeah. sprinters. Yeah. And there was a guy at a yeah. Green Bowl that went to Texas named Neil. Was it Henry Neal or something like that? Henry Neal. Um, yeah, Henry Neal was great. Uh, you had uh, uh, even like recently uh, for us, we had uh, JT Woods, R- Riley Tejada. Oh uh, yeah, all of those guys. Yeah, and then all those guys were out ran for us a few years a few years ago. Um, yeah. So yeah. when when we when we get them, I think we we do really well with them. Um, so anytime I can help football with anything, they definitely can reach out to me. Yeah. Michael, thank you. Um, thanks for – I mean, I don't know if we'll get you again because now you're going to be so busy, there's no way we can book you. I mean, Team USA, oh, no. Sprinter, Hurdles. Man, That and by the way, that Hurdles, that's going to be uh, – I mean, that, again, that's a whole different deal. So you, they've put you in charge of of quite a bit. And uh, I just think of the of Skeets back in the day and Edwin and, and just the history of hurdling – uh hurdlers in in the u.s and it just i mean those were the one those were the guys i mean that's where it all that's what we're known for even i mean so anyway that's going to be that's going to be uh incredible uh and i guess you could get robert to help you out with the hurdles if you need it you know he he seems to be very willing to do commentary for track and field these days so he could always uh chime in yeah yeah the u.s the u.s sprints and the and the, the hurdles from the 100, 200, 400, uh, the 110s and the 400 hurdles, I, you know, it, it's only three people. Three people make the team, and um, I think whatever three make make the team for 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 Team USA will represent USA really well. Um, you got Grant Holloway, um, who's pretty dominant in the 110s, um, and then you got Ryan Benjamin in the 400 hurdles, and then in the in the 100, you have, I mean. You go from Fred Curley to Trayvon Bromell to Noah Lyle to Christian Coleman, and the list goes on Brandon Carnes. So you have a bunch of guys 
um, that that are fighting for three spots on this team. So wow. yeah, whatever three make it, uh, they'll be definitely well deserved, and um, and hopefully hopefully we'll bring some gold medals back to the U.S. If you have to leave somebody home, leave the horn frog at home, okay? <laughs> sounds, sounds good. I, I heard Curly's name, but I think I think he has some some TCU ties. All right, Michael, that was um, that was fun. All your track buddies, they'll be checking in and listening to this on the podcast. Tyler Cooper, the whole gang, Michael, all of them. They always love when you come on. So thanks for doing this, and congratulations. Everybody's very excited for you. Well, definitely always an honor and, and definitely love talking to you guys and um, sick them bears. There he goes. There. Michael Ford, Team USA, sprinter, hurdler, hurdles coach. I mean, it's all it's all there. And, uh, Cam, I was talking about Skeets Nehemiah, uh, the great American hurdler. Do you know what NFL team Skeets played for? The Dayton Triangles. Uh, see, you held, you held yourself as a tremendous <laughs> trivia guy, but you should know this one. Raiders, right? Uh, Aaron, guess again. Raiders? 49ers. Oh, okay. He was in most the right area. Tra- most of those right tracks for Al Davis signed. <laughs> he was in the Bay Area yeah. for sure. He but, loved uh, to sign track stores. Yeah, yeah, they did. And, uh, oh, well, yeah, Al loved anybody. Fa- in fact, <laughs> Al, even in his later, when he was starting to really fade, he would. It was like you remember everybody he would take, Darius Hayward Bay. Those were some of his last. He liked picks. guys, skill guys that were fast and yeah. quarterbacks who could just throw it forever. Forever. Love Jamarcus Russell. Uh huh. Horrific pick. <laughs> and Terrible. Then the, and then the guy who ended up being horrific for a lot of reasons was the Henry Ruggs pick. Mm-hmm. That was another speed pick. But yep. yeah, even even after Cal might have been lost, gone by then. We lost Al. No, that's what I was saying. He, yeah. They kept kind of going <laughs> the down that road. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they Mark David. continues the Mark. fine tradition of <laughs> drafting bad but block. fast football players. That's Mark. like uh, that reminds me of like Patino in, uh, when he was with the Celtics in the NBA. Just loved tall guys. Didn't matter what skill they had. Just loved the tall guys. Like he would have taken the late Eric Montross over Chauncey Billups any day of the week because he was tall. <laughs> These single-minded people. Oh, man, I think of Mark Davis with his Prince Valiant haircut. He's committed to it in the fact that he does uh, he does all his business, or he used to, all his business meetings, and instead of being in his office, Mark Davis set up shop at a P.F. Chang's uh, there, in, <laughs> there in Oakland, and that's where he conducted all his business. <laughs> Just at a, sitting at the bar at P.F. Chang's, he does not drink. So he was not up there drinking alcohol. I think he. I don't think he just drinks. likes the ambiance. But he he loves hanging out and loves a good lettuce wrap. Loves some of that. And really, who doesn't? Yeah, uh, I heard he also goes it. to Hooters for the wings. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, junior high. That you talk about Aaron in my age range. About junior high or high school was the start. Of of Hooters and you the know Hooters just race. for a, oh man for a kid to be up there in the West End of uh, Dallas and hoop it up and to wander in to uh, you know the local Hooters I mean that was <laughs> that was living on the edge right there that was like man that was some wild those were some wild times I think we, we had a pretty good run there at hoop it up 
Neil Kaufman. I forget we had a we were sponsored by somebody. I think that was probably a poor decision on their part. All right, uh, good stuff from Michael. Golly, that's exciting for him, and uh, and that's going to be fun to know somebody coaching for Team USA. We watch those sprints no matter what, but to know we've got a buddy in charge, I mean, that's even going to make the Olympics that much better. All right, um, I tell you what. Next, I, I love some of our college basketball over there. I also have. I've been doing some research on the NIL in the transfer portal, and I want to tell you all who is going to save us all, who is ready to be the voice of college football and, and, and really provide a template moving forward. That is all next. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in Foster Pavilion Saturday hosting second-ranked Houston. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. At City Ranch Boot Company, customers have the option to buy off the shelves or design a -a one-of-a-kind custom-made boot with your preferred logo. City Ranch Boot Company's inventory includes boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' purses. Owner Jay Kelly was a Baylor football letterman in the 1980s. He's a longtime importer of exotic leather and has plenty of ostrich, elephant, crocodile, python, and hippo leather from which to choose. His wife and four of his five children attended Baylor University. City Ranch Boot Company, just around the corner from Hellberg Barbecue on Highway 185 between Crawford and China Spring. Call 254-855-7225 at cityranchboot.com and Facebook. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. Is it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service boasts the largest garage door showroom and design center in Central Texas. Revamp your style with new customized garage doors with windows. Free estimates are available, and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657, and at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Ask about their financing options. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, project managers and estimators. Plus, they're offering summer internships. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, a $1 differential pay is offered for evening shifts. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefit plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, and 401k. Full-time positions are 40 hours plus a week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? In the distance traveled between yesterday and today? Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. 
because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. I'm here, but I just don't want to interrupt that. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. That is, well, I know, but occasionally I think Aaron wonders, of course, Mosley. Yeah, then he starts pointing off? to me. Yeah. Where did he sneak <laughs> off to? Like the other day I went to get a cup of coffee and I didn't quite make it back by my appointed hour or my appointed time and of course you and you and Aaron were fine in fact maybe enjoyed that those first few minutes as much as anything on the show <laughs> now uh we do have Our campus confidential credit. coming up oh seven or eight minutes from now lots to get into um I I I, I do love that Saban because he's going to have a lot of time on his hands okay He's going to be the broadcaster, and he'll be okay. I don't think he'll be great on that, but just his presence alone is just kind of a credibility. You throw him on with Herb Street and Corso, and I think he'll look uncomfortable, but it's you know it's just like putting Bear Bryant on a TV show. Mm. Say, hey, Bear, go sit over there. And so he'll, he'll look good. He'll look the part. I don't think he'll make for great television. But I think just his presence is almost enough. Although we, I think people used to think that about Magic Johnson. Oh. And they kept trying him over That's and over, terrible. like on those pregame and <laughs> halftime shows. And he was always horrible. And yet, like, years would go by and they're like, maybe we should put Magic on. It's like, do you remember when they, they gave him the Magic Johnson show? I have like, seen I, full episodes of the Magic Johnson <sighs> show. And boy... You cannot get a more dull celebrity than that. <laughs> a more dull person named Magic? I don't think so. Like if Lisa Incredible. LeBron is understands that he his best is is like to be in a barbershop or something, and that's a fine thing. He knows that he probably 
I mean, none of those. I mean, nobody. I mean, it, it takes a very, very special in, uh, individual. And a, it needs to be a comedian or somebody that understands how to interact with a live audience. I mean, you know, you've got to have somebody in the line of the great Carson. But think about poor Magic. He gets thrown up against, like, <laughs> Arsenio, yeah. Arsenio Hall Legitimate has just legend. taken off and had become a monster, okay? And that's on Fox or whatever. You've got Johnny. I don't think Leno had taken over by then. I think you still have Johnny Carson on. And who else, Aaron, is like, there's some weird show on something like Tom Snyder or something's talking late. But, I mean, Magic was thrown into a horrible situation. <laughs> I mean, and and they, they had they – had, I, I, in fact, a fa- it's a family friend that was his Ed McMahon. Um, oh. And his name's Tommy Hodson. Hogs Hodson, yeah. And he, he was out there in L.A. And if you look at those old clips, Cam, you'll see uh, – You'll see. No, I'm sorry. Jim Hodson is his name. Tommy Hodson's old uh, quarterback. That's Jim a- Hodson was the Ed McMahon for Magic Johnson. Boy. And years later, Jim Hodson's daughter would become the number one volleyball player in the country, wow. Haley Hodson. Yeah, and play at Stanford. But anyway. Uh, Important it, it, question but, about the Magic but, uh, Johnson you know, show. Yeah. I just wanted to know, because we talked some TV earlier today, if we want to yeah. play the comparison game, would you rather sit through, like, a whole night of the Magic Johnson show or the Chevy Chase show? It is amazing that somebody that funny and that had that, and I know, Cam, you've gone back and probably, I don't know if in your mind, Fletch and all the vacation oh, movies all. hold up. But like he was, he was at at one point. There, as far as like SNL folks who made the crossover, he was it. He was the best standard bearer. And but I think off screen, he was such a horrible guy. Like he just was he is, impossible yeah. to get along with, and all that. That you know, you have to have at least a little bit of goodness about you. <laughs> I think to be a talk show host and interact with people. I mean, like um, Colbert is a naturally—he's brilliant. First of all, he's very funny, but I also think he's a really good person. Like I, I you know, you, you just but you can't be Chevy Chase and just be a brilliant comedian, but be a punk, be a really and and that's yeah. What so I would say probably rather watch Chevy because at times he could at least be funny. I don't even. I, don't think, the I, I think in that format, in that format, Chevy, it's crazy. I see. I, I have a hard time thinking of Chevy Chase, or even Will Ferrell years later, which was kind of the modern day Chevy Chase. Like I'm trying to imagine them doing stand up. Oh, like no. they all came from like the Groundlings and stuff like that. See, Will Ferrell and all of them had a improv background, right? They weren't. Mm-hmm. True stand-ups, I guess. A little Will right? Ferrell. I mean, I, out. I imagine, huh? I and I think most of America just a little oh. Will Ferrell out, you know. Yeah, but like, at his peak, at his peak, he was yeah, unbelievable. No, he's great, great. Yeah, and he still can be pretty funny, but it's just yeah. He would. There's there's somebody that used to be like him back in the old days that would. Oh, in the old, so he became what Robin Williams was in his early days. 
Farrell became the guy that would go on these shows and act weird and, you know, just be really all, all over the. Robin Williams used to come out on Johnny Carson and just do like oddball crazy stuff. But like he was now Robin Williams is also like unbelievable at stand up. I mean, that is I don't know what history will do to him. Obviously, history has made us appreciate Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy even more. I don't know what it'll do to us on Robin Williams, because I, I, th- I think people are still trying to understand exactly like what he was doing. Sure. Yeah. But when Aaron and I were kids, um, or whatever we were, yeah, probably kids, Mork and Mindy, that's oh, where yeah. Robin came up. I think and that's like, the, kind of the funny part about it. It's like he comes in with Mork and Mindy, which is such a bizarre TV show. You know, like such a bizarre concept. He comes in, he's got to be weird after that almost. Was he already great at stand-up when he started doing Mork and Mindy? I guess he was. I guess he, because he had to come up in, in stand-up uh, at, at, in L.A., I would think. And then he gets that show on Mork and Mindy. And I get, I don't, was it popular? I guess it was popular. Oh, big from what I've heard. Huge Mork and Mindy. I thought it was bizarre too, though. Well, and you talk about concept. somebody that yeah. faded quickly. Is his partner in that was Pam Dauber, and I don't know. I mean, if that was a huge show, and I don't know what became of her. I mean, she just she's like, like the other guys in NSYNC, and Robin Williams is Justin Timberlake. You know, you can't name the other people. Yeah, that's true. Because those other the who who what was the group that can, Nick Lachey but... <laughs> and those people were in? Uh, Lachey was that ninety eight degrees? Yes, I think so. And yeah. he was married to somebody we know, Jessica, Jessica Simpson. Simpson. Somebody okay. you know, yeah. Somebody you went on several <laughs> double dates with. I'm Gone sure. Gone on, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, you got me. You got me. Okay. That was deserving. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm... My cockiness um, was short live. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what um uh what were we gonna talk about? Okay, let's just <laughs> let's save our because we do need to get back on and we've got some campus confidential, major campus confidential, and we've got a lot going on. And even as we get into the five o'clock hour, I I've got some stuff on my mind about NIL and how while it's not destroying college football. The portal and NIL are killing the group of five. Okay, we'll do a little bit of that to start the five o'clock hour. But next, it is Campus Confidential. Baylor Bear Baseball, all season long with Derek Smith and Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears home at Baylor Ballpark this weekend for a three-game series against the Indiana Hoosiers. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 at Baylor Ballpark. Follow the Bears all season long here on the home of Baylor Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. The Brazos Landing is where Central Texans go to enjoy upscale dining and delicious entrees, outstanding chef-inspired homemade desserts, and breathtaking views of the Brazos River. Their steak selections include Akaushi ribeyes and fillets, Central Texas' largest chicken fried steak, and braised beef short ribs. Fish offerings include Chilean sea bass, pan-seared salmon, ahi tuna, Texas snapper, and shrimp and grits. The Crescent 
Crescent City Chicken is a fan favorite, as is the Margarita Chicken. Selections from the Bayou include Etouffee, Jambalaya, and Mardi Gras Pasta. The Brazos Landing features the best outdoor climate-controlled dining deck in Central Texas. They're located near Baylor University in downtown Waco. And remember to park and walk to the new Foster Pavilion. For more information, visit thebrazoslanding.com. Hello, your Congressman Pete Sessions here, inviting you to join me to send a message to the liberals in Washington. And that message is the Republican Party is America's best hope. Democrats want to divide America to empower a big federal government to control our lives. They have no respect for the rule of law. They've weaponized the IRS and created a battlefield for woke ideas that pit parents against schools as they take away parental rights. Confusion of men competing against women, men being in women's locker rooms. This has to stop. Meanwhile, Democrats out of control spending is killing the American dream. I need your help to take the fight to the liberals doorstep. The Republican primary is now open through March the 5th. Let's work together. I'm Pete Sessions and I approve this message. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 Silverado Light Duty. With the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory, couple that with the number one rated service department in the state, the choice is clear. The Jim Turner Chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs. So take that short drive to McGregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, thank you, and it's good to be with you during Campus Confidential. Thank you, Jim Turner of Chevrolet. 
Thank you for what you do. Thank you for those beautiful trucks out there. You and Derek, Clay, the whole gang moving those trucks out in McGregor, Texas. And uh, it is a beautiful out in McGregor, especially this time of year. Uh, weather's changing, getting a little warmer out there, and McGregor just has a beautiful look to it. And if you're going out out there, you can just look over and you'll see Jim Turner's Chevrolet. You can go over and buy one of those trucks and just drive around in a Chevy. All right, um, Chevy House. I used to call it Chevy House. Um, it is time to do some Campus Confidential. Cam Stewart alongside, as always. Um, Aaron, what do you uh, what do you have for us today? I feel like... I feel like every day we the Bears lose another coach <laughs> or some some college coach tries to leave for the NFL or the latest trend is college head coaches leave to become like tight ends coaches elsewhere. <laughs> it is a weird, weird time in the world of college athletics. But, Aaron, where do we begin today? We will start with college football. It's official. Steve Sarkeesian has a new contract. The University of Texas System Board of Regents today approved a raise and a contract extension for Sarkeesian through 2030. It boosts his guaranteed annual salary to $10.3 million this year. The four-year extension makes Sarkeesian one of the highest-paid coaches in the country after leading Texas to the college football playoffs this year. Also includes $100,000 annual raises that will push the guaranteed salary to a tick under $11 million in 2030. He also gets one-time $300,000 bonus payment and 20 hours of personal use every year of the school's private jet. Woo. Not a bad deal. I wonder if that means they'll have to raise tuition for any prospective University <laughs> of Texas students. Makes you, makes you wonder, doesn't it? In-state, oh, you'll be man. fine, I'm sure. But. Let's just hope it stays prospective. And uh, it does not move any closer to that. But, yes, some disturbing emails have arrived today uh, on, uh, on my front. Um, Sark making around 11 mil a year. We, we should not be shocked. It's the University of Texas. They're going to pay huge money. But, like, when you, when you start kind of putting it in context of, like, NIL money, like we're we're excited, for instance, that Baylor, hopefully with its football NIL, can get it from what two two and a half up to about four four and a half maybe five, like and that'd be great. That'd be great. I mean that would be tremendous giving the collectives, but that's not like the <laughs> the NIL money is not even gonna be half of what the great Sark is making per season. And I that's the thing, man. And I you knew it would happen. If they ever started winning again, that the money would go crazy. And uh and Sark is and I did not I thought it was a weird hire. He had not really won anywhere as a head coach, but at least in the short term, you have got to hand it to him and say they may have hit on something. With the great circle. <laughs> or maybe maybe it was just a, a one-year deal. Yeah. And, and then they go in the SEC and get their teeth knocked in. I mean, this is what not a... the Aggies? Yeah, I mean, 
the Aggies have kind of, you know, have had moments where they held their own. And then the early days, though, of course, where they had Johnny. And so the Aggies had some, the Aggies have had some great moments in the SEC, but nothing really sustained. And now, while I like Elko, let's not act like, I mean, I, I think Aggies are, are predisposed to go, hey, he's one of us. He's been, you know, he was coach here. And we, like, we like Mike. But I don't, that's not a, that's not any kind of like, oh, they, they got the flashiest name around. When he but also so. says he wants to run it like a pro football team, and that, oof, <laughs> that brought that back works. bad memories of a certain ex-coach here. Well, it was Kevin Steele that did the same thing and said the same thing, and it was, as far as I'm concerned, the worst period of Baylor football in, in Baylor football history. Well... In in our lifetimes, yeah. yeah. And then let's not act like the let's not act like the dirty Dave Roberts years, although still kind of made Roberts are like, well, at least they were in some of these games. I think they beat Texas one of those years. And then Guy Morris, you know, made both of those eras look, you know, like like I mean Guy Morris did okay. Kinda yeah. almost Almost got them to, you know, six wins one year. I think they went five and six. And then, of course, Art shows up. And there was a run of about uh, 2010 to 2015 that was uh, pretty unbelievable. Uh, And then, of course, it all all came crashing down. Um, All right. Aaron, what else do you have for us? The... 12-team playoff will start this year, but the college football meetings this week in Dallas, they are already discussing the next contract and the possibility of making it a 14-team college football playoff. CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock acknowledged, acknowledged the idea was discussed but declined to provide specific details according to the ESPN article, ESPN uh, excuse me, Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti mm-hmm. is the main force driving the expansion, and he believes, probably rightfully so, that the more spots in the playoffs, the better it is for his conference. I mean, boy, I tell you, the days of – it's funny, even when they were talking about this expanded playoff uh, and Bowlesby was involved, there was still some thought could we could we do something for like the greater good of, of college football and college athletics? And then just even in the last couple of years, that's just all become a joke. You know, once Texas and OU left, it was two conferences looking out for each other and everybody else is out, you know, to just kind of hang in there. And I did love about these meetings. The Pac-12 did send George – whose time is ending <laughs> soon, George showed up, George George K. And then um, a, a, a female, I don't have her name in front of me, who who is somehow, like, going to become the Pac-12 commissioner. Like, I don't know, what do they have to even be the commissioner of? I don't, I don't, I still don't quite understand it. But they did send two representatives to the meetings. One for each school. And, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And and that that 
president at Washington State is still kind of fighting everything and trying to, you know, kind of keep a seat at the table. Do we? Do, would they ever decide like what they're going to be in next year? Are they going to play in the Mountain West? Is that what's going to happen? They are going to play a schedule against Mountain West team. They have a scheduling agreement with them. They'll uh-huh. play eight Mountain West games each, plus they'll play each other, and then they're not. But they'll still kind of call themselves the Pac-12 somehow. Yes, at least for next year. That's right. <sighs> All right. Well, I, I, I'm not. I mean, I, I. It's just, it's just kind of weird to finally get this thing to 12 whatever you think i mean cam i'd be i don't know where you've been along the way or if you've always been excited about the expansion or even if you liked the four Mm -hmm. but to then immediately let's go to 14 now there's even talk in these meetings of getting it to 16 i mean i i the problem of course is they're going to start bumping up against nfl wild card weekend Yep. They, 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 they already, you know, when they do that, and they already are in a situation where they're going to have to play a couple of these games on a Friday and, and then on a Saturday where the NFL starts, you know, they're allowed at a certain point to put games, regular season games, like the 21st of December, yep. they can start putting those games on, on, you know, on Saturdays. And so they'll have like three NFL games on a Saturday. And so they're going to be playing up against the NFL. It, that was always a bad, that was always a horrible thought to have to be up against the NFL. And, and now it, every time they expand it, it just gets more into that to where they're going to get start interfering with NFL wildcard weekend, which is just a disaster. Now, like, I, like, why do you, I was yeah. going to say, I like the 12. I like that it's expanded, okay. but you're right. We, we back up into that. And to be honest, like, at some point, it's too many games. Like, these well, are and, college Like, this is a, a 17 is too many in the NFL, to be quite honest. One thing mentioned in the article by Thamel and, and uh, Heather Dinich that I didn't think about uh, was that a 14-team playoff, most of the, I think someone did put the numbers, crunch the numbers, and it was like 75% of the time it would be either a SEC team or a Big Ten wow. team now. And mm-hmm. a 14-team playoff would allow the highest two conference champions, guess who that would be most years, the highest rated, to have buys in the first round. And then the Probably. rest would kind of commence like it will this year. And, and you're always – it's just at this point, the, the more you go, the more – I mean, there's always going to be someone missing out, right? That was the initial problem with four, and that's why they wanted to expand because there was great teams that were missing out. There's always going to be really good teams that miss out. But the but the more you expand it, to Aaron's point, the more you expand it, the more that opens the door for other Big Ten and SEC. Now, I think these other conferences might be saying, well, this opens the door more for us. And in theory, it should, but it won't. <laughs> no. It will not. This this is this is a way to get Penn State in there. It's a way to get Ole Miss in there. It's a way to get Florida in there on a good year. It's a way to get USC in there. That's that's all it is. And fine, I mean it's whatever. That's kind of what college football is anyway. I believe that article I was looking at earlier, the crunch numbers, Ole Miss would have been the 14th team this year. Yeah. So good point. There you go. Yeah, Lee. Speaking of Ole Miss. 
I saw him playing last night in Beard. I mean, I don't like him, and I don't like what he was accused of, but my goodness, that guy can coach. coach and I don't even know if they won that game. They were playing Mississippi State, and it was close in the so first half. My, my dad, the Texas ex, texted me the other day yeah. talking about uh, Rodney Terry, and he had said, you know, if it doesn't work out with Terry, you know who they should call is that old Miss coach. He's pretty good. <laughs> Always the jokester. Mm. Yeah, is I, I, I think Texas people now are starting to think they, they were a little hasty in running him out of there. And, he uh, also thinks UT is going to get Brad Stevens, the general manager of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> who's going to win executive of the year because this is what he, this is what Not he did after Porzingis sprains a thumb and misses no, the last Porzingis half of the is going to be the first MVP <laughs> to not make the all-star team uh he also this is the same guy after after uh Krzyzewski retired he's more of a dookie than he is a longhorn um he would tell me he was like doesn't your first call have to be to Waco I'm like dad Scott Drew is not going to Duke like, but don't you have to do it? Don't you have to do it? He's like, I would call Scott True and Brad Stevens. He loves the, the idea of these colleges getting Brad Stevens back into it. He's yeah. finally not coaching a team and doing a great job as an executive. I'm just, I'm glad Indiana didn't call him. I mean, I, I, I've tried to Drew think or over Stevens, the years. They're both Indiana guys. Scott. Okay. I, I'm sort of, I'm just glad because. That's if you're from that world where he's from Valpo, haven't gone to Butler. I mean, that's that that would be hard to say no to. I'm trying to think what else his name came up in association with. You're, the one the one job years ago he would have I think left for. Thank goodness they went for somebody else. They hired uh, oh gosh Josh Pastner. Um, Memphis wanted Scott. Memphis was coming after Scott. And I don't know what happened, but they ended up hiring Josh Pastner. That was before Calipari got you there. Who, or wait, was that after Calipari? After, yeah. After, after Calipari, Cal went yeah. to Kentucky. You see where Pastner yeah. is now? On ESPN? He's on the desk. <laughs> Scott Drew is, is coaching against the number two team in the country on Saturday. Pastner's at the desk. Yeah, it would, Georgia of, Tech, I think he went to. And that is just a, a dead program now. Anyway, Coach's Graveyard. Coach he went Tech. from Memphis to Georgia Tech. Yeah, it is. And, and what's crazy he is a great hire for when them. I was in high school, and Bobby Crimmins was there. And the last great player they had, I guess Bosch went there, didn't he? He did, yeah. Year. Yeah, and they had a number two overall pick, but I think I know where you're going with this. But I, the, the great, but Crimmins... Oh, one year, one year I was covering the NCAA tournament in San Antonio. And we were looking, we were scouring for seats, and you tried to see what coaches left their good seats because they they just didn't care as much as the rest of us. Like Bobby Crimmins had coached in the Final Four; he didn't really care about staying for the whole game of of Kansas and Memphis. And so we kind of looked around because we were up in the press box and it was horrible seating at the Alamo Dome or wherever. And that's those are the seats we took. Crimmins got up, he and his wife, and we jumped in those seats. And that's where we were sitting when um, 
Chalmers hit the three to tie, wow. and 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 KU beats Memphis in OT and wins the national championship circa 2000. You're better at this, Cam. Yeah, you want, you want the yeah. You could take away the circa because it's exactly 2008. Okay. Yeah. Were right. you going to say Mark Price, by the way? Well, I did love Mark Price, but I I liked I like Kenny. I like Kenny, Kenny more. Anderson, yeah. Kenny Anderson, the left-handed point guard. Now Mark was the Bruce and then Mark went on to the Cavaliers. But yeah, I oh man, Kenny Kenny Anderson was for the longest time we thought he was the greatest player. I mean, there there've been unbelievable players out of New York. I but yeah, in fact, he I just was the quintessential playground player from New York. Something about his game and everything, and then of course that led into, I guess he predated the UNLV because then we loved all those players like you know, Augman and and Larry and that whole gang. You know who else went to Georgia Tech that I just remembered? New York guy. Um. Well, now, Den- Dennis, uh, the big shooter who's on uh, who's on TNT and TBS with all those guys. I'm thinking Dennis, of uh, uh, the guy who played for the Magic. He went to Georgia Tech. Who are you thinking about? Oh, Dennis Marbury. Scott. You're, you're thinking of Dennis Scott. That yeah, was you're Georgia thinking Dennis Scott. Dennis Scott, yeah. Stephon Marbury, a rambling wreck. Bosch came after him. Derek Favors was the number two pick in the draft. Big bust for Utah. He was a Georgia Tech guy. Marbury, did, did, did he grow up in New York as well? Yes, Lincoln High School. Oh, my gosh. Coney Island. He was he was unbelievable, too, and obviously he became like a huge head case in the NBA. But, oh, my gosh, when when he was at his best, I think he ended up with you know, finishing his career in China. He may still be playing yeah. over there. But, a oh legend my, in China. Yeah. Crimmins, could, Crimmins could recruit. And he could flat out coach. I mean, he was he was part of that. He was contemporaries with Bayheim and all those guys. But oh my gosh, yeah, he was he but was not great. Not the case anymore with that program. All that no. to say, that's a dead program. <laughs> they haven't been good in 15, 20 years. Yeah, um, yeah, it's bad, bad, bad. Bosch is all they had, and he was only there for the one year. All right, Cam. As much as I hate to do it, we've got to. We've got to kind of wish you well, and and right, uh, fine. and <laughs> no, you're always. I don't remember steady, saying good luck. <laughs> I, <laughs> I always, Great Simpsons line. Always want to, always want to be respectful of your time, and we've eaten into the five o'clock hour. So please have a tremendous rest of the day. And we trivia tonight. I'll keep you. you updated. I'll give you the update tomorrow. Yeah, let me know how y'all do. You had a big victory here recently. Hopefully, a miracle on ice question. We'll see. What's that place where they have that Waco L Company? Uh, they don't. They don't sponsor us, but I'll say it anyway. Brotherwell Brewery, East Waco. Wait, which one's the one over there off the the circle? Off the What's circle? That? Is that like yeah. the Robinson Circle? There's a brewery over there. Uh, uh, yeah, right off the circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> you know he's talking from Waco when he calls it the Robinson Circle. Yeah, well, I was like, because I'm like. <laughs> Because Mosley has asked me where Brotherwell was before, and he just, like, didn't know what East Waco was. So I was like, maybe there's a circle in East Waco that I don't know about. But, yes, that that I think that's Bear Arms Brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good – I like the folks over there as well. 
All right, it is. Uh, thank you, Cam. You're welcome. Okay, there it goes. It's kind of sulky <laughs> as he as he leaves. Kind of, uh, kind of just, he's just kind of trudging off into the night. Cam Stewart, you hear him daily, three to five, right here on the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton and I will continue on and uh, got some very interesting NIL. NIL and uh, Transfer Portal news to share with you. That's next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? In the distance traveled between yesterday and today? Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com. I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Hey, Central Texas, the next time you need someone to cater your group meal, remember Hellberg Barbecue. They cater events any size from 10 people to 1,000 pickups and deliveries to full-service banquets. Barbecue is what Hellberg is famous for, but they can also work with you to create custom menus. High-end events complete with hors d'oeuvres, plated meals, carving stations, and elevated presentations. Each are Hellberg barbecue specialty. Their catering professionals can create the perfect meal for any event, no matter your budget. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. Richard Carr, we give you more. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. The Loop 340 Overhead Door Family welcomes back Dale Strickland. Dale has 50 years experience. They offer residential and commercial garage door sales and service, including new installations with convenient 24-hour service, locally owned and operated for over 25 years. Please call today for all your garage door needs. Loop 340 Overhead Door, 254-662-0220. 817 South Loop 340, Waco, a mile from the Brazos River. 
Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254-710-8080. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer and organic wine, open to the public seven days a week, five to ten, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. On his Matt Mosley show, more from uh, Michael Ford. Big, big doings today over at Baylor. He's named to that USA, Team USA, uh, the, the, the track. He is going to be the uh, sprint 
and hurdles coach, and uh, he is the Baylor track and field coach. I think that is pretty cool. Some nice things happen over at Baylor. They're trying to get everybody out uh, for this weekend. They have a big series coming up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think the game tomorrow night, uh, 6.30, I believe, on uh, first pitch for that. It'll be 6.15, ESPN Central Texas. And then, of course, a Saturday game. Baylor has the 11 a.m. game. Then you could run over and maybe see some baseball. I'm trying to think. I had those in my head, Aaron. This starts on those times throughout the weekend. One of those games was like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Is that a 2 p.m. game? Anyway, we'll get we'll get that for you. I don't want to guess, but uh, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun as uh, the Bears have this nine-game home uh, home uh, uh, span here. This uh, and the homestand. Now the. I was looking at something that Cam sent us. I mean, the guy's always, even when he leaves us, he's like thinking of us, Aaron, which makes me happy. Um, but look at that. that you, The Berm boys, they're reaching out to the Berm boys out there. Um, and I guess that's out there in the outfield. What is that, out there in right field? Man, that's going to be fun. You go hang out, and, uh, and you can see, Aaron, on the if, if you look at that, there's Shorty, Shorty's Pizza Shack. One of our favorites. Shorty's has been a partner of ours. I think they're looking to partner again. That's very exciting. Aaron, I was just looking at this quote, Waco Trib. We love the Waco Trib. I guess this came from an interview they did with Mac. They've got a nice picture of Mac, real nice-looking picture. Uh, it looks like it might be in his office, and he looks very serious in this conversation. And it's just uh, – I kept looking for a story tied to it. Maybe that maybe uh, Bryce or whoever is in the midst of writing the story, but it's a quote from Mac Road saying, "The next big project doesn't necessarily come in the form of a building." So I think the next big project for us is how does Baylor continue to be nationally relevant? In the, well, they had a typo here. Come on, Bryce. Somebody clean this up. In the college athletic space. I'm sure Bryce appreciates me pointing that out. (laughs) Um, How does Baylor continue to be nationally relevant in the college athletic space? I mean, that's, uh, I think that's a very honest answer, Aaron. That's interesting, though, because we think of Baylor, eh? Big-time conference, big-time facilities. We pay the coaches a lot of money. Um, You know, great men's basketball program. Over the years, a tremendous women's basketball program on the comeback trail in baseball. But that's that's an interesting thing for Mac to say. Not so much about the, the buildings, but the next big project, how does Baylor continue to be nationally relevant in the college athletic space. And I think what he's getting at there is it has changed overnight. And it would be easy to just fall out of favor. I mean, we saw it last year. One year, football went in the tank. Go one in seven at home. Now, again, the two year, two seasons before that, they were great. They finished they 12 wins, fifth in the country. I mean, it, you know, tremendous season. But, I mean, that, that is and, – and, Aaron, that leads me to what I was reading about the haves and have-nots 
of college football and how, man, unfortunate it is right now to be in that group of five. In that group of five, um, and, and they, they did a deal where they looked at Chris Hummer, who's on with us, and then I even saw something on Yahoo Sports that Ross Dellinger did. I mean, it's crazy, Aaron, how many, like, if if you are like an all-conference player in a group of five, you're gone. You're gone. Like, they, they, they looked at the stats, and it was a staggering of the – of the all-conference players, 40% of them went in the portal. 40% of them went in the portal. And some of these group of five coaches are, are basically saying, like one of their players left recently, I think it was Liberty, and they said he got a car, he got his, he got his, his, his place paid for, and he got $300,000. He got $300,000. They're sitting there in a group of five, and the group of five is fortunate if with one of their collectives, they've got like a million bucks. They got a million dollars, let's say, attached. And Aaron, would you care to, to, to think like the highest grossing when you did TV money and everything, the, which group of five do you think was, was the most competitive in terms of revenue? And, and, and again, this will just tell you, and of course, we can't count because now Cincinnati and everybody else in UCF, they're part of the Big 12. SMU's going, the AC, uh, going into the ACC. Aaron, of the, of the teams across the country that are left in the group of five, who do you think, and again, they were way, like even the Big 12 and the ACC's new TV deals will give it triple, triple what anybody in the AAC or any other group of five can can do Aaron would you care to guess of those group of five uh programs and we're thinking football here more than anything who do you think was the closest to any of the power five programs individual schools yeah 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 which one school one school from the group of five who do you think it was because this one's this one surprised me well then it wouldn't be who I was thinking I was I guess maybe you're are you excluding SMU since they're Yes, ACC yes. now. No SMU. They're out. I'm put. I'm, they're out. Okay. Um, hmm. That makes it tough. I'll just tell you. That was my guess. I. I, I can't. Yeah. Well, San Jose State. Oh wow. Wow. San Jose <laughs> State was the closest one in terms of the revenue they've brought in. I don't know if that was from bowl wins. Or I. You know. Maybe maybe they're included. I mean, San Jose State, I don't think of them as any kind of a juggernaut, but they have been winning the past several seasons. So some for some reason, they are bringing in revenue at San Jose State. But the, the, the UNTs of the world, the Liberties, the Coastal Carolinas, where Chadwell came from, Jamie Chadwell, who's now at Liberty, Man, if they're if you're good at those schools, you are gone. You have no chance. And the only only collective money they have, Aaron, they're it's all going toward just trying to retain. College coaches now are saying they're spending a lot of their time. So basically they know if they if somebody has a good freshman year at a group of five, their thought is they only get them for one more year. That's how they recruit now. 
they know if they're if they have a nice freshman season, they only get that player for one more year. And you wonder why all these people are going to the NFL or deciding to be position coaches rather than head coaches. It's crazy. Look at what Alabama has hired. Aaron, I, I was uh, the, the the days of hanging in there and winning and coming up like like uh, Leipold did at Buffalo are over. That's that that really has come to an end. A former Baylor player, I hadn't even really looked at this till the other day. They called him Mo Maurice Linguist. Link, linguist, linguist. Anyway, I think it's L I N G U I S T. He was the Buffalo head coach. Aaron, look what he's doing at Alabama now. Look what he's doing. He's on Kalen DeBoer's staff at Alabama as the co-defensive coordinator. He's not even like the full defensive coordinator. They brought in another guy to be the quote-unquote defensive coordinator, and he is he's listed as like DB slash co-defensive coordinator, or maybe he's like the run game stopper. I don't know. I think it's like actually more of like a secondary coach because that's what he played at Baylor. So that's a, that's a former Baylor football player, went to Buffalo, became a head coach, really has come up the ranks. People love him. And Alabama says, we'll take, we'll take him. We'll take him. I mean, it's, and you wonder, Chip Kelly, an established head coach, leaves to go be the Ohio State offensive coordinator. They don't want it. They don't want it. Like, this is weird. These people work their whole careers to be head coaches, and they think, okay, this is the next step. This is the next step. And then they get it, and now they want out of it because all the job is now is is fundraising. I mean, one of them, they were looking at the Southern Miss coach in one of these stories, and, like, he wasn't doing any football. He, he, would, he would, like, hang with the coaches a little bit, hang with the team, I think he started his day at like 7 a.m. with a donor meeting. He then he met with some donors you know, at 11, and by 2.30 or 3, he was out in the Delta meeting with donors, trying to raise money for NIL. So, like, I, the, the allure of being a head coach is not what it used to be. And, and even, even, the, the, even Georgia and some of the big-time schools are losing players in the portal, but they can literally usually – get anybody they want but Aaron I'm just afraid what we're seeing is we sometimes as you brought up we think of oh we got a 12-team playoff now well maybe that'll be better and it'll create more spots it's not for the little guy it's not for the group of five it's not for UNT or Liberty or anybody like that Um, I, I I think it's I think it's about to become impossible in fact, they are now wanting some of these coaches, including Chad, will want to play a group of five championship game. And, and I kind of see why they want to do it. Now, some people are like, that's crazy. I don't want to do that. But instead of just constantly fighting to be in this playoff, they're saying, what if we have our own championship and we have like a four-team playoff for the group of five. And what they want to do, though, is do that while still being in the, in the major 12 team. They want to, like, have a representative of the 12 team, but that representative would also play for the group of five championship. Well, that's silliness. You can't, you can't, you can't be in one. You can't go play in a group of five championship 
and then expect to jump in the 12-team. So I'm saying once you start trying to play a group of five championship, you're done. You're done. Because the big boys don't want you anyway. The big boys just want their spots, and they want all the money, and they're sick of dividing any of that money. And the group of five schools get at least $1 million right now from the CFP. They, they get some kind of trickle-down effect. What, 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 the, what the big dogs want is to cut even that off. They don't even want the tiny trickle-down. Stop those people from getting any of our money because the, the rich always want to get richer. And so, anyway, we are uh, – all right, um, let's uh, – man, this has been a, a fun day. Uh, let's hear from big-time Baylor track and field coach and now – Team USA, track and field coach for sprints and hurdles, Michael Ford. It's next. This is ESPN Central Texas. At City Ranch Boot Company, customers have the option to buy off the shelves or design a -a one-of-a-kind custom-made boot with your preferred logo. City Ranch Boot Company's inventory includes boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' purses. Owner Jay Kelly was a Baylor football letterman in the 1980s. He's a longtime importer of exotic leather and has plenty of ostrich, elephant, crocodile, python, and hippo leather from which to choose. His wife and four of his five children attended Baylor University. City Ranch Boot Company, just around the corner from Hellberg Barbecue on Highway 185 between Crawford and China Spring. Call 254-855-7225 at cityranchboot.com and Facebook. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. It's back, folks. 1.9% for 72 months on every 2024 Silverado Light Duty. With the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory, couple that with the number one rated service department in the state, the choice is clear. The Jim Turner Chevrolet is the place to go for all your automotive needs. So take that short drive to McGregor and give us an opportunity to earn your business with honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team Specialized in Sports Medicine and Total Hip and Knee Replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedics today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club member. Membership or private events team at 254-710-8080. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
Station. ESP.